everyone, and welcome to Reading Party Podcast with Megan and Lexi. This episode is not suitable for under-18s. We hope you have your favourite beverage and snack ready to go, because we've got our teas and are ready to start spilling the tea on our latest ancient story. predictions for the odyssey yes very exciting odyssey predictions although i kind of realized when i started to think about my predictions for the odyssey out of the two epics i'm i've done this one fewer times so i was i was actually to be honest a bit stumped i was like oh i mean we kind of we know the story mm-hmm. we know how it unfolds i was kind of like oh i mean how many how, how much can can it really change yeah. so well, I think I think my major prediction is that, like, there's no way anything is going to do all of it, at all. Like, the Iliad is relatively stationary. It it's in the beach of Troy, and and you can kind of just stay there. The Iliad, the, the Odyssey, goes all over the shop, and there are so many l- different little stories, kind of threaded together i suspect what we'll see is more of more adaptations that have maybe one or two sections or major events rather than trying to go for the whole of it yeah i think you're right i mean it would have to take like a dedicated multi-part show like series right to get every chapter of the odyssey because I mean, okay, we know there are things like the Brad Pitt Troy, which try to condense everything into literally an hour and 45 or whatever. So assuming that someone tries to do that, what parts do you think they would want to include and which ones they wouldn't? Because I'm not sure if I was in charge of making that decision. I don't know what I would want to leave out. I think the Lotus Eaters would probably get left out. Because it's a little light on action in terms of like your fantasy adventure genre. Lotus Eaters are not super exciting. I think, I'm, I'm not sure about Cersei just because of it, you require some pretty heavy CGI for the animal transformations. And Calypso, again, I'm not sure Calypso is that good in terms of screenplay because it's sitting with a beautiful woman for however long. There's not a lot of... I feel like that would be diff- difficult to televise, but I definitely think Polyphemus, the the Cyclops, that's a good one. Again, in I'd be interested to see how people handle that if it is included. And I think the Sirens. It's one of the ones that everyone knows, like everyone knows what Sirens are. And I just realised I'm only talking about movie adaptations, so I, like, I would love to see a novelization that just has everything. I don't know if that exists and I'm going to be looking for it, but I don't think that's been done, which is a shame because there are so many for the Iliad, so many fantastic books for the Iliad. And really this is a a fantastic adventure story. 
that I think would be great as a modern novel. So, so how about you? What, what bits do you think they'll definitely include and what bits do you think will be left out? I agree Polyphemus will be in there. I mean, that's just so iconic. I want to say... Yeah, you're right. To your point about the sirens are such an iconic reference and just, just everyone kind of knows it, it's permeated most of our modern culture. So I would say the definitely the sirens would be in there. I feel like there are enough things about Cersei that she'll be in there and I think you're right it's kind of a toss-up between Calypso and Cersei because they're really kind of the same it's just one is evil and deceptive and tries to turn his men into pigs and the other legit just was cursed to fall in love with him but they do the same thing they just sort of want to keep him there so and then because the the the, the Odyssey also it's not just about him, you know, so it's kind of like when you're talking about it, you do also have to make time and, and room to sort of capture what's happening with Penelope and Telemachus and the suitors. So I'm going to say, you know, you probably don't have time to do much more if you want to do even those few episodes well. So I'm going to say those would be left in and then I would say you're going to have some kind of, even if you kind of skip the beginnings and the, 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 the courtship and all that stuff. And I mean, Telemachus has such a small role anyway. So if they include anything, I, I'm predicting that it would just be when Odysseus comes home and you see the famous competition and then you see the, the slaughter of the, the suitors. So... Oh, you think, you think, so talking specifically about film then, you think films would might include the, the slaughter of the suitors? I think one or two, like, because you, you know what happened, like, how would you, I was trying to figure this out, like, if you, if, if people who are familiar with this know that a king comes back to a besieged home with a bunch of, like, men who are trying to marry your wife and kill your son, if we know that the natural reaction is that you you're not just going to sort of show up and say I'm back now, I guess. And I, I suppose if you if you look at like the Brad Pitt Troy, didn't exactly shy away from it. It wasn't like explicitly gory, but it didn't shy away from Achilles killing a whole bunch of people. So it, it maybe would make sense for Odysseus to do something similar. But then again, you know, my memory of some of these are bad and, you know, I haven't watched Troy in a while, so I remember him killing things because obviously we've both seen it before, but go going into the season, I'm not sure if I made a note to count who were exactly how gory, but from, from my memories, I know that, yeah, they, you know, they kill people. So, I'm you know, I'm not saying I don't anticipate it being like the most visceral bloody gory in your face killing but i mean come on with the technology that we have like show shooting an arrow into someone and then you just have their them topple over and then you could do like a fake arrow sticking out of someone so like there's gonna be some some killing somewhere ho hopefully just because it's like it would be so unrealistic to have them just be like and then they left like no they're dead and then in terms of what they would leave out Unfortunately, Scylla and Charybdis. I love that chapter in the original source material. And I would totally love to see them portray them both, but definitely Charybdis, just because, you know, of her description as this this whirlpool. And some people imagine her with, like, 
teeth and just being you know like have you seen the pictures of those big earthworms in yes, the new absolutely. dune yeah so i'm kind of like imagining the face of the worm from dune but like in water and it doesn't move so that would be cool but but i really you know it's such a one it's a smaller episode and two people would have trouble with their names so no i don't think that's going to be popular lotus eaters no yeah they would leave out calypso what i'm trying to think like what what else is in the source material that i think yeah i think it is definitely easier in novels because you can you've got the space to make them into actual characters but oh interesting and this was something i think that came up in our iliad predictions episode as well what do you do with the gods and i think it's maybe even more well maybe not even more important in the odyssey but because there's such a big thing made of Odysseus being the chosen of Athena, and she like she puts in a couple of personal appearances and explains to him when he lands back on Ithaca, look, you have to go in disguise. You can't just run up to the house and greet your wife. So yeah, do you, do you think that overall, again talking about film overall, do you think there will be visible gods, or do you think they'll try and do some kind of Deus ex machina? I, you know, I want to be optimistic and say, yeah, they, they went for it and put the gods in, but no one really knows what to do. And then you risk it just looking awkward or being confusing. I'm going to say you're not going to have mm -hmm. the gods and, unless they do like dream sequences, but I don't think they're going to show up. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. We, we've already got a, a media list for, for this season, so we know roughly what we're going into. And I think the only book I'm familiar with that we're going to be reading related to the Odyssey is Madeline Miller's Circe, which I have read before and does have some backstory going on. Do you think we'll find anything else with some backstory for our characters? Like if we do, like whose backstory would you want to see? One, I'm going to tell our listeners that while you have read Circe, I have not, which is kind of a nice change because I think in the Iliad predictions, I, I did admit I've read some of the works already, but yeah, glad to say I haven't read that one for odyssey i think it's also hard because there are just generally fewer books and adaptations so i mean if, you know looking at our own media list there's only like four different odyssey things i think four or five so i honestly don't know what i'm expecting to see going in just because people haven't attempted it and I'm gonna and I'm gonna admit my bias. I I totally love the Iliad more. It, to me, it's just of more interest. Oh, interesting! Because the Odyssey is by far my favorite of the two of them. Yeah, I have. By far, I have friends who you know are the same. But and and I don't know if it's because I've always had a an interest in in war in ancient warfare specifically. I mean, I definitely can say you know I'm not going in. I don't love the Iliad because I love the characters anymore. You know, I think as I think I said in the last predictions episode that Achilles and Agamemnon and all these men are like raging dickweeds and I hate them and they're pouty and horrible and they're like five anyway. Yeah, so I I I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, I just I mean I love them both, so it's not like you know, I don't like the Odyssey, but no, I think it's, if, if I had the choice to read one or the other, I would pick the Iliad every time, I think. But yeah, I don't, I, I think it's just, I don't know what to expect because, you know what? I think in the recesses of my mind, I connect 
the Odyssey a bit too much with the Aeneid because Aeneas wanders everywhere. And the thing is, anyone who knows me will know I fucking hate Aeneas and the Aeneid and I think it's horrible and I think it's bad Homer fanfic and I know that that's controversial, but I do not like it. And because the whole beginning of that opens up and it basically just copies everything, it, it makes me relate the two. So what you're saying is that we should not do an entire season devoted to the Aeneid. It would be quite fun to do so, so I could like judge the hell out of people trying to say how amazing it is. I just don't know if we're going to find enough adaptations, but it would be fun. But it would be fun. So uh, going, going back to the Odyssey, what, who is your favorite character in there? And do you think, because when we talked about the Iliad, we were talking about like our favorite characters, least favorite characters, are our opinions going to change of them? So who are your favorites and least favorites? And do you, can you see anything? Like what would have to happen for your opinions to change of them? Is it bad if I say my favorite is the dog? No, no, the dog is, the dog is amazing. He has like two seconds, like one line. He sees Odysseus and dies. But they're such good seconds. They are such good seconds. And he was so loyal. Like in that one sentence, it tells you all you need to know. He was a loyal hunting dog who waited for his master for 20 years and refuses to die before he sees him. What better? It's, it's, it's internet dog culture just in epic form. Like, there's a, there's a meme out there somewhere about the good doggo of, of Homer's Odyssey. You know, maybe it's because I'm living in the UK, but he's like Greyfriars Bobby, who got a statue in Edinburgh because he just refused to leave his master's grave. So, uh, no, I'm kidding. Or, no, I'm not kidding. I love the dog. But if I'm talking about tangible characters who actually play a role... I think I go a bit unconventional. I, you know, I, I don't particularly like Odysseus. I don't think he's a particularly nice person. I know he's the hero, but see, to me, he's always been one of those like problematic faves of people's. And, and I understand why people do like him. I think what he's done is cool, but yeah, definitely not a fave. I am going to go a little more controversial and say, even if we don't see her, I like Calypso because I feel bad. She's, she's a really tragic figure in this. Yeah, and I just almost sympathize with her. Like, is, you know, she just, you know, she's had a very hard life. And, you know, people might be tempted to be like, oh, no, she's keeping him from his wife and doing all this. And I'm like, but, but she was cursed and she lives in the forgotten fucking misty isle and she only gets sent a hero every however long the gods decide to be kind. And then they always send her someone who can never stay. And it's just so freaking tragic. So I I do like her. Um, you know, Penelope, we don't hear from her because she's, you know, a woman and just like, okay, whatever. But I've always had a soft spot for her. I'm like, honey waited 20 years when she didn't fucking have to, but she did. So I admire her because she's loyal. But I also am like, honey, just move on. But that's not the way it went. And I always kind of feel bad for Princess Nausicaa of the Phaeacians. The minor characters are are good, and when like when when you're working with the Odyssey, which really is just one dude against the entire world, you you can get a little a little tired. So having some time spent on other characters would be nice. It would be. So I guess those are my fast faves. Could anything happen? to make you really like Odysseus? 
I think it depends on portrayal one for what adaptation we're watching and or how he's written if we're reading a, a you know a book i think there's a way to humanize him more from long and, and the thing is what i'm remembering before we get into this season is while i've not really seen a lot of odyssey itself done I think, as I alluded to in the last episode, I have seen Fall of a City before, but it was a long time ago. But from what I remember, the actor playing him sort of took on this sort of silent, stoic type who was not like the other boastful kings. He was just kind of there because he was forced and he didn't want to do the things. So, you know, if you play him almost like what I want to see in an Achilles, like a silent philosopher king type where he's doing it out of duty or he was threatened into it or something and he just happens to be very smart and if there's a way where it was written or it could be played where like all these reasons that he was stopped with Cersei and Calypso and stuff if it was portrayed in a way where it looked very unwilling like he actually was like no I want to get back home to Penelope I'm not just going to willfully stay and you know cheat and live as man and wife just because you know Ooh, this is fun I, I think there's a respectful way that it could be done, but it would have to take a lot for me to like him. He needs a personality transplant, really. He re can we lobotomize him? I mean, maybe, maybe. Why? Why not? Okay, so Odysseus, I don't really, you know, whatever. But and then the only other character that I can remember not liking at all. You know, I I think a lot of people would be tempted to say Cersei because she's like the evil witch, but I'm like, yeah, but we villainize our women, so I'm not even going to go there. I will just skip right to Antinous, the lead suitor. From what I remember, he's like the most raging dickweed of dickweeds. He's an asshole. All the suitors are, but yeah. I don't know. Who are your faves and what would have to go right or wrong for you to like or dislike people? So I really like Cersei, and I, I suspect that's probably quite influenced by having read book because she's it's a great book but i like i i remember liking her beforehand and you're right we we victimize and villainize our women in it's the same in, in ancient epics so even having her as a villain i still enjoy her story i still enjoy the fact that she's like one of the only women in, in the whole story who has any actual power and power in her own right not power derived from her position as a wife or daughter of, of some god or king she's just turning people into pigs because she can and because she's a woman by herself and she has to protect herself so why 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 not turn all of the men into pigs interesting allegory going on there i feel it's probably not deliberate so i really like her i think there'd have to be the thing is because she starts out as a villain there's not a lot like you can make her more villainous but I don't think that's going to lessen my appreciation of her as a character. We'll see. I don't know. I didn't like Telemachus. He irritates me. And I feel bad saying that because he, like, he's in a really shitty situation. He's got, his dad's been away since he was a baby. His mum is doing her best, but has, again, zero power of her own. And his house is full of these random men who wish to kill him. So, you know, fair enough. He, he, he has some issues, but I just, he irritates me. I don't like him very much. He... I remember him as a whiny individual. Let's see. Odysseus, I feel similarly about him as you do. I like that he is portrayed as being clever rather than brawny and brute strength. I do enjoy that. But 
he's he's all too happy just to kind of sit around on a beach with a beautiful woman and and eventually he does he does beg to go home but he's he's there for a while and then he's with cersei for a while and it's kind of like really how hard are you trying to get back to your wife who is besieged by a bunch of random men so yeah i i think i i do feel similarly about odysseus to you and i think something similar would have to happen i think there'd have to be more of a his attempts to get back would have to be more or feel more earnest maybe than they can come across in the source material i did want to ask because i had totally forgotten about it when we were talking about things that we might see not see what would be left in or left out odysseus's voyage to the underworld to talk with the the dead kings and and seeing his mother do you think that the some adaptations would would go there or is that like it's in the original but it's not necessary for a film tv or book adaptation i think i think if it is included it's more likely to be in a book than than in a tv or movie adaptation it always felt a, a little superfluous to me in the source material and i know it's not i know it's very well integrated and there's clearly a purpose for it but it i think you could probably it's one of those things like like the lotus eaters i think as far as television goes you could leave it out and maybe not miss an awful lot what what do you think i think if you want to change scenery or if you're a producer who's just like let's just throw the underworld in there because it looks different and it would be fun to have a bunch of skeletons and other things i so i mean i i'm i'm also probably saying that because i'm influenced by there's i feel like we're living in a time where people like throwing in sort of underworld type things i was i've i've just two days ago finished the netflix sandman adaptation which is fabulous by the way it's fantastic but i will say there's a whole trip to like the underworld realm and like the, the it's very clear to see like the fascination with the underworld and so having just watched that i would say and then with the modern technology well, with the modern technology, if we find a more recent adaptation, we might find something good-ish. But um, I think it's more likely to be left out. Also, because, like, you know, the original is very explicit about, well, you need to, you know, do the trench. And you need to fill it with blood. And I'm kind of like, if you have squeamish audiences, I don't think you're going to be showing a trench full of blood. Maybe it's, not. It's really what every movie needs. It would be, it would be interesting to see kind of, like disney hercules version of the underworld because i i enjoyed that i thought that was really nicely done i think that would be oh the odyssey an animated adventure that would be awesome disney needs to do the odyssey they're not going to for obvious reasons but that would be cool that would be cool actually well mind you they they animated hercules and his source material is is hardly safe for under 18s that's true although well, we're hopefully going to cover this in a in a Hercules season down the line, but well, I don't really count the Disney Disneyification of it as as anything close to a faithful adaptation. So, it's not. It's not. You know. But but it would be interesting to see but what so Disney fun. would do with the material. I wonder how di that that's kind of a fun thing though. Imagine the Disneyification I'm trying to think what else what else is in the 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 Odyssey that we haven't covered that we think might be I think I think we've kind of covered the the high points one more thing that I I do think 
some places will probably skip over again unless it's a novel i I think you're gonna get some skipping of and you you mentioned this we're gonna get some skipping of penelope i suspect especially with movies and tv we're gonna get a lot of focus on odysseus and he'll maybe talk about penelope but i'd be surprised if she's given a lot in the way of screen time unfortunately i think that's all too true because she's yeah she's just the 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 end point so i mean i hope we see more of her i hope they kind of intercut her episode you know like the way that natalie haynes handles her material in a thousand ships which i know we're gonna get to in this season which i have read before but you know penelope's in there so i'm like just do it the way natalie did it and then boom it's fine but yeah i Oh, you know, I will mention as something that probably will get skipped, which I meant to mention earlier, is the episode where Odysseus, his last stop before arriving home, the island of the Phaeacians with Nausicaa, because that's how we hear of his exploits in the original source material. You know, he he washes up there after coming from Calypso's island, and then they basically just say, oh, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll come from Troy. And so the original source material, I know that's how we basically hear of all of his other adventures. But do you think that an adaptation would sort of try to stick to, stick close to the original and, and maybe tell it in flashback form from the island of the Phaeacians? Or I can definitely see that working with a novelization. I th- it, it depends, I guess it depends on the age of the movie because i know a couple of the ones that we're looking at are older and i feel like the flashback thing is seen as a little cheesy by modern audiences so i can see it maybe being used by an older an older movie i would be surprised if it's a modern thing because it's i don't and i don't know why because i can see a modern novel using it very very well but a modern film would probably stay very far away. And I, I think that's just down to the differences of media and how the flashback scene has been used in things like TV soap operas and stuff. Well, I'm excited about this season. I mean, we've got Homer's epics. What's what's more epic than, than covering these two things, eh? It's an excellent way to start. We're off with the bang. We're, we're off to a running, sprinting start. Running start. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. All right. Well, I think that's it for our predictions. If you have any and would like to submit some predictions of your own, feel free to email us or ping us on social media. Otherwise, we'll see you next week for our very first episode, official episode. It's going to be fun. Yes. And should we remind our audience what we're starting with? Yes, actually, that's a good idea. So we are starting with Maya Dean's Wrath Goddess Sing. We are doing three episodes on that. So two episodes on the book, and then we'll have an interview with Maya. So if you want to read along with us, now is a good time to start. Our first episode covers chapters one through 18. If you get to Egypt, you've gone too far. So stop and wait for episode two. So if you are interested in uh, reading up to that chapter for our first episode, then that would be awesome. I hope you enjoy it. We will have a media list on our Twitter and Facebook and probably on the YouTube account as well. So just kind of keep your eyes open for that. Yep, you can find us. All right, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on social media at The Reading Party Podcast. If you'd like to leave us a book or movie suggestion, then email us at thereadingpartypod at gmail.com. See you next week. Mm-hmm.